Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, and welcome to the Love Life Connection podcast, a podcast for successful women who feel like they have it all except love. I'm Veronica Grant, your host and a love and life coach. And my only goal with this podcast is to inspire you to believe in yourself and that real love is possible for you, even in our swipe right, swipe left world. You with me? Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to episode 121 of the Love Life Connection podcast. So today it's just me. It's a solo show. As you know, if you've been listening for a while, I like to switch it up here on the podcast. Sometimes it's just me talking on a particular topic. Sometimes I will bring on a guest expert like I did last week with my good friend Amy. And more recently, in addition to the show, is that I am bringing on members of the Love Action Tribe and the Love Incubator to be coached by me. And then you can listen to our coaching conversation because I think there's so much value and listening to other people being coached, I think it can just help you like, oh yeah, I'm experiencing that too. Or, oh yeah, that's an interesting way to look at it. And I think it really can just spark some things for you like that when you're really listening to someone else's story or situationship from a non-biased, unbiased perspective. I think it can kind of just have that, have that awesome clout. So we'll have some more So today's episode is a little bit different than other episodes. Lately, I've been getting a lot of questions from women about how I started my business or what it's like to run my business or how am I successful in my business. And I thought I would begin to share a little bit more about that. I know many of you are also coaches or you have your own business or maybe you're thinking about it or maybe you just love the behind the scenes scoop and you want to know more what it's like to run your own business because I think that starting your own business, running your own business is such an amazing catalyst for personal development and for personal growth. I mean, it's certainly been like that in my own life as well as some of my colleagues and business friends that we get into business because we want to start a business and have no idea about the personal development and the growth journey that is involved 
with with business. And I'm so grateful that it is. I never expected this. I never knew that it would come to this. But, you know, I never thought that I had confidence issues until I was about to send out my very first newsletter on my to my email list. And then I was like, oh, yeah, okay, maybe I do have a little bit of confidence issues. Or maybe I am afraid of rejection more than I more than I thought. You know, in the early days of my business, if I got an unsubscribe, oh, my God, my everything would just fall apart. I would think, oh, my God, what am I doing wrong? Why does everyone hate me? And at this point, depending on the email or the overall open rate, I can get as many as 50 unsubscribes on an email. And it doesn't bother me. I'm like, oh, awesome. Thanks. Thank you for helping me clean out my list so that only the people who really want to hear from me are on my list. So it's just a perspective shift, but it took a long, long time to get there. And, you know, going back to how business is really just a really amazing catalyst for personal growth. Well, you know what? So is dating and relationships. And I say this over and over again, especially to my clients who I'm focusing more on the business with and not just on relationships is I'm seeing so many overlaps, so many things that I'm either coaching myself through or coaching clients through, whether it's with business or dating. I'm like, oh, wow, there's so much overlap in order to really find the soulful success in a business and soulful relationship that I think that you are looking for. So whether or not you have a business or are thinking about a business or it's not even on your horizon, I want you to listen to this episode because honestly, I'm going to share with you five parallels between running a business and finding love and having a healthy, happy relationship. But the truth is, is that you could probably draw these parallels to, you know, increasing your health or your body image or your confidence. And definitely you can apply it to your own career in a job where you want to maybe get that promotion or get a raise or find your quote unquote passion. These will help you to do just that. So please don't fast forward to the next episode on your podcast queue if you don't have a business and think that this episode isn't for you because it definitely is. And if you do have a business, make sure you take some notes and write down what I'm going to share with you because honestly, had I started doing this stuff earlier in my business, I would have probably made more money more quickly and would have had a lot less stress, especially in the very, very early years. But before we get to the episode, I wanted to let you know that this episode is sponsored by my membership community, the Love Action Tribe. So yes, in my last episode, I said that the Love Action Tribe is closed. It closed on May 11th when my launch ended, but I decided to reopen it. I got an intuitive hit. And so here we are. I have no idea how long it's going to stay open, to be honest. And I'm just saying that completely honestly. Um, So if you missed the fanfare or if you totally forgot about it, then I encourage you to go check out the Love Action Tribe to see if it could be the right fit for you. So the Love Action Tribe is my monthly membership community for women who want to cut the analysis paralysis and the BS to finally start moving forward in life and love. So in the tribe, you get access to me and an incredible community of supported like-minded women who get you. Each week, I'll help you take a tiny action step to help you move the needle forward. And there's also tons of opportunities to get live coaching with me and 
to ask me questions about your life or situationship or relationship. So you get tons and tons of support from me, but without all of the overwhelm or feeling like you have to rearrange your whole life around your membership in the tribe. So each month we focus on a different theme to help you find love. And this month, which is May 2018, we've been focusing on dating patterns, particularly crappy dating patterns, and how to shift them and create and establish some really rock solid boundaries. And then next month, we're moving into all things communication. So if you want to actually communicate those boundaries to someone that you're dating, or even just someone that you've met online, or if you want to have support around how to have the DTR, the define the relationship, or ask for what you want or need or share something vulnerable without feeling needy or bitchy or starting a fight. You'll definitely want to be in the tribe next month when we are focusing on all things communication. So to learn more and to check it out, head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash tribe. And if it's right for you, I can't wait to see you inside the tribe. Okay, so let's get started with the five parallels between. Okay, so the first parallel between running a successful business and dating and finding real love is you've got to stop chasing the wrong clients and or the wrong men. So often I find women come to me and they are usually in some sort of situationship. There's usually some sort of catalyst that gets them into the tribe or gets them working with me one-on-one. And it's usually because of some guy or some relationship that isn't going the way they want it to go. Maybe there's been a breakup or maybe it just feels a little off or she feels insecure in the relationship. And so that's often the catalyst that gets them into my world. But the thing is, is that chasing the wrong men is going to eat up so much of your time and your energy and attention. And honestly, chasing the wrong clients is going to do the same thing. Now, I made the mistake really early on. And, you know, it's I think there's a little bit of a balance because when you're starting a business, you really you just got to make money at the beginning, right? Because you're not bringing in that much money. You probably don't have a very big audience. And so I think working with a wider range of people can be fine um, in order to get that money, but then also to really understand who is it that you want to work with and who is it that you don't want to work with. So for me, you one might think, oh, well, Veronica would want to work with in- any single woman, any single woman who is dating. But that's actually not true. The kind of woman that I want to work with is a lot narrower than, than that. First, she's got to be willing to invest in herself and really see herself as someone who's deserving and worthy of love. And part of that is the coaching. But obviously, they have to be at a certain stage before they can even feel that worthiness enough to invest in themselves to, you know, make the changes that they want to make. But the other big thing is my ideal clients are really into and maybe not even into is the right word, but are at least open minded to some of the more spiritual things that I teach. So if you guys are a client of mine, if you're listening, or if you've been listening to me for a while, you know that I 
teach a lot about the law of attraction and manifesting. And I talk about the universe and God and divinity and spirituality. And I talk about meditation and really healing your inner child. And yeah, you could call all this stuff like quote unquote woo woo stuff. But to be honest, if a woman comes to me and she's just not interested in that and she just wants to like talk more about what her profile looks like or how she's actually talking to a guy on a date or, you know, all of the more real world physical things and the mental things that are happening in her in her brain. Yes, I cover that. I'm very adamant that when I coach a client, I focus on four different areas, the physical, the mental, the emotional and spiritual. But if she's not willing to go to the emotional and spiritual, then she's not going to be a good client for me. She's she's going to get annoyed. She's going to think that we're wasting our time if she's coaching with me and I want to talk about her inner child. And she's like, can we just talk about my dating profile? It's just not going to be a good fit. And there's going to be a lot of frustration on both ends. And in the long run, it's really going to hurt my own business because she's not going to get the results that she wants. She's um, not going to be very happy with my work and she might share something maybe that might be true for her, but it's not necessarily true for everybody that like I'm a bad coach or whatever. And it can hurt my business. I'm not going to get the testimonial, the success story or the case study or any of like any of that kind of stuff. And plus, like it doesn't feel good energetically. And so when I if I have, you know, when I used to have clients like that before, I was really into like, no, I only want clients who are into the emotional and spiritual work. It would really just take a lot of my energy away because I would see their name on my calendar. I'm like, oh, crap. Oh, crap. They hate me. And and then it, it, there's just not that energy. And it would just suck a lot of the energy out of me, even if I wasn't actually working with them. But I just saw their appointment coming up. It would just really take my energy away from other things that I needed to do. And so I find this so common in people starting a business or even or people dating, just chasing the wrong thing, chasing the wrong client or chasing the wrong relationship. And at some point, you just got to get really clear on what you want, what you want in a client, what you want out of your career, what you want out of your job, whatever it is, or in what you want out of your relationship and stay focused on that. And other things and other people and opportunities will come your way. But you've got to be super discerning and say, nope, that's not what I want. Or yes, this is what I want, because it's going to keep your energy field clear. It's going to keep your Um, energy in terms of like how much, you know, energy you have in terms of like how tired you feel. And it's just one of the most important things to do once you get through like that first, I don't know, six months to a year in business, and you got a clear idea of who you want to work with and who you don't want to work with. And, and in terms of dating, you you know, it depends how long you've been dating. So for some of you, you might be getting out of a really long term relationship for some of you might have never had a long term relationship. And so you might be, you know, like someone who's just starting out in business, you might be more open to, okay, I'll kind of just see what all is out there and how I want kind of relationships and what kind of men and all that kind of stuff. But then at some point, you've got to start whittling it down and starting to get clear on what you don't want so you can focus more on what you do want. All right, so that's the first parallel. The second parallel is not being pistachio. 
Now, I've talked about this a lot. I talked about it in the Pleaser podcast. I did back in episode 104, so go check that out if you want to hear a little bit more about my analogy about being pistachio ice cream versus vanilla ice cream, but basically, it's you got to be you. So if you're dating and you're watering yourself down, saying you like this or you don't like this or you're being more quiet when maybe you're a little bit more loud or whatever it is, then you're just setting yourself up for failure because yes, maybe you'll get another date. Maybe you'll get a couple more dates with this person, but long-term, are you going to put yourself in that kind of box? Are you going to keep watering yourself down to stay in this relationship? Like, of course you're not going to do that. So why would you do that in the first few dates or the first few months of getting to know somebody? You're just really just at the end wasting your time and wasting the other person's time if, um, if you're not really being pistachio and being really true to yourself. Plus, also, I really do think that it um, has a really big impact on your spirit and your ability to feel contentment and joy and happiness if you're just watering yourself down. And in terms of business, you know, it's it's really funny. I I recently said something about... I said something about Trump. I don't remember what it was, to be honest, but I said something about Trump on one of my Facebook posts and my dad sent me a text and he was like, I never like to give unsolicited advice, but leave politics out of your business. And he was like, and then he put like dot, dot, dot. And then he said, Dixie Chicks who? And for those of you who don't understand that reference, I love country music. Dixie Chicks um, made a comment about George Bush and have made, actually, I think, I believe lots of comments about George Bush back when he was president and the Iraq war. And in some people's minds, they, they're like out of business. But in my mind, I'm like, I love the Dixie Chicks. I still listen to them and, and on Spotify and on Pandora and all that kind of stuff. And if they came to Denver, I would totally go see the Dixie Chicks. So in, in his mind, they, um, you know, the Dixie Chicks probably basically went away when they said something political. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, no, like I really... I really like them. I would still buy their stuff. I would still go see their concerts. I still listen to their music. And so my point in in saying that is being pistachio is going to help you attract the right people to you, whether you're looking for clients or a relationship. So what's really funny is I recently ran the Date Yourself Challenge back in April, or, or I guess really earlier this month, it was a little bit of both. And I often do Q&As inside the Facebook group and answer questions. And if you were in some of those Q&As and Facebook Lives, you know that I'm a straight shooter. And you know that I'm known to drop plenty of F-bombs. And I don't put up with bullshit. And I just, we're just going to cut right to the chase. Like, no, you know, we're not, we're not shitting around here. And some people probably don't like that. Some people might be offended or some people might just, it might distract them from the message of what I'm saying. And so even sometimes I'm like, oh, maybe I shouldn't curse as much, or maybe I shouldn't be as straight shooter and have a little bit of less tough love um, so that I'm more palatable to people. And I can, and even after, you know, preaching against or preaching against being vanilla and being pistachio, I, it even comes up for me now. I'm like, no, I'm not going to water myself down because what was really funny is a few people, once they joined the tribe after the date yourself challenge, 
I always ask the new tribe members like, hey, introduce yourself and tell us a little about yourself and why you joined the tribe. And more than one person said, I joined the tribe because Veronica's awesome, because she tells it like it is, and she has a sailor's mouth. And it was so funny because I think there's some people who joined the tribe specifically for that reason, at least based on their responses. And so, and, and like those people are, they're, they're super fans and they're in the tribe and they're thriving and they're doing awesome and they're learning a lot and they're getting questions answered by me and other women and they're doing the challenges and all of that kind of fun stuff. And they're just really, really amazing clients or really, really amazing tribe members. And so whether, again, you're trying to attract clients to you or you're trying to attract a partner to you, you've got to be you and you've got to be yourself because you don't want to get to a point where you're just kind of like, oh yeah, that girl, she's cool. But you want to be like either a hell yes or a hell no, because I guarantee you some people were in my Facebook group and they were a strong hell no, because they didn't like my language. They didn't like how I told it like it is. They didn't like that I would ask them some questions that might make them feel uncomfortable, not to hurt their feelings or make them feel bad, but just like, hey, let's look at this so that you can actually shift it. Some people are not interested in that, but I'm not going to water myself down because I'm just going to be like, Oh yeah, that's just Veronica. She's cool. Whatever. But I want to be like, some people are a hell no. And then some people are going to be a hell yes. And you want to be like that with relationships and dating. The more you can have your profile and really just you and the way you present yourself to the world, again, whether it's online or whether it's in person and, and really have that demeanor where people are going to either be hell no or hell yes, then you're well on your way. All right. So the third parallel is you've got to get out from behind your computer. And this is so, so hard. So my first year of business, I'll be very honest with you. I made less than $20,000 in my first year of business. And I spent probably 90% of that time tinkering and fixing and updating my website. I would spend hours creating the perfect social media image and the perfect social media post. And it was all just a big fat waste of time. Because the truth is when you're first starting a business, you're not getting that much traffic to your site. And so by you hiding behind your site and perfecting it and getting the opt-in offer just right, or your about page or your work with me page or whatever it is, you can do that all you want, but you're wasting your damn time. You're not going to get a client like that because you're just not getting enough traffic to your site to warrant the time that you are that you are putting that you're putting into it. Um, I was so quote unquote busy my first year. I was working really long hours, probably 12 hour days most days. And I only had like a couple of clients my first year. I didn't even know what the fuck I was doing because I was just, I don't know. I had I hardly had any clients. I hardly was bringing in any money, yet I was so busy just creating these stupid graphics or trying to make my website look pretty when creating websites was not my forte. And I never really started making money into my business until I started to get out from behind my computer and out from behind my website. And the way I started is I did a few things, but one of the things that I, I, I did a couple things I'll share, and then I'll talk about how this relates to dating. One thing that I did is I started a meetup group because I was like, shit, I need to get in front of people and talk to people and meet real life people, meet real life people and invite them to my workshops and webinars and all that kind of stuff. And so I started a meetup group in Dallas and it was a um, it was a yoga meetup group, actually. I was teaching yoga in the park and I did that once or twice a week for probably almost a year. And some of those people 
I would always invite people to join my email list for my life coaching business after those classes or before those classes. And that those people were the very early, earliest subscribers that weren't just like my friends and family on my email list. And a lot of those people became clients. A lot of those people are in the tribe now. And a lot of those people are still on my email list. And so that's one thing that I did to get out from behind my computer and actually start talking to real life humans who might want to invest in some of the services that I'm offering. The other thing that I did is I or I messaged every single female friend that I had on Facebook, whether or not they were dating or single or married or divorced, I didn't care what the relationship status was. I wanted to know, it was basically market research. I wanted to know what dating was like for them, if it was really hard, why, if they met someone really young and easily got married, what made it easy for them, like what shifted, if it was really hard, then they found someone. I just wanted to know everything. And so I actually messaged every single female friend on Facebook. I didn't care if I knew who they were or if I was like, how do I know this person again? I didn't care. I had no shame. I was just messaging everyone. And in fact, Facebook even locked me out a few times they thought I was spam. And I guess technically I was kind of spamming, but I did genuinely want to talk to everybody. And I ended up having about 50 conversations from that, um, from that experience. And remember I messaged, you know, I have, I don't remember, I don't know how many Facebook friends I have. I'd say at that point I probably had, I don't know, 1500 and let's say 50% were women. So I messaged a lot of people. And from that I had about 50 conversations. So it was a lot of work and a lot of conversations. But from those conversations, I basically wrote two big lists. I wrote fears and I wrote like obstacles. And and then I would interview these people. I would just ask questions. There was no pitch. I was very clear. I'm not pitching. I'm not selling anything. I just am doing market research. And people were really interested in helping and interested in the project. And so I did get, obviously, I had 50 conversations. So it was, it was a lot of really great responses. And from that, I had a massive, massive list of the main fears or objections or obstacles people had to finding love or what was hard for them and then it became easier, whatever it was. And from this big, long list or couple lists that I had, I basically created a webinar from it. I created a free workshop and I invited people that were on my email list. I invited people, if we ha- if I had a really good conversation with someone, I said, hey, just want you know, I'm doing this free workshop. Obviously, I promised to not pitch them, so it was obviously a free workshop. It wasn't paid or anything. And so I did this online workshop, and that's how I got my, my first clients. Well, not my first clients, but that's how I started really getting the ball rolling to getting more consistent clients and how I really started getting my relationship clients because before that, I was doing more health coaching. And that's what I did. So I got from out from behind my freaking computer, started talking to real humans, because by the way, it's real humans who end up paying you. It's not robots. So you got to talk to people. And in the way, and this relates to dating is it's really easy sometimes just hide behind your screen or behind your app and just start swiping. And I'm not, and I love online dating. I'm a huge fan of online dating. I think it's great, especially for single moms or busy women who just have really demanding careers or demanding hours and 
don't want to be spending all this time going out on a bazillion dates and going on these dates when you know within the first five minutes as to whether or not someone's going to be a good fit or don't want to spend all this time like going out to bars or parties or networking to quote unquote meet people. Um, so I, I love online dating, but I do think that you have to get out from behind your computer because I think that just focusing on online dating turns dating and online dating into like synonymous terms, but they're not. Online dating is simply a tool, one tool to meet people, but there's a lot of tools to meet people. And when online dating and dating became become the same thing, that's when I think mentally we can get really wonky and really start to get into some a lot of blocks around online dating and then dating in general when really the block is around online dating and not dating in general. So I think it's healthy to get out from behind the computer and actually talk to someone. And I'm not saying that that means you have to go to all the parties or that you have to go to all the networking events or bars, especially if you're more introverted and don't want to do that. But I'm just talking about like lifting your freaking eyes up from your phone when you're at line in, in line at Starbucks or when you're on, if you take public transportation, like, I don't know, what if, what would it be like to just not be on your phone while sitting on the bus or the train? Or what would it be like to actually talk to your barista at Starbucks? Or what would it be like to talk to someone in line at the grocery store? Or what would it be like to, um, you know, to make plans to go to a meetup group or to start your own meetup group if there's not one that's really interesting to you and and start meeting people. Even if you're just meeting friends, well, friends have other friends. Friends know other people. Most people still meet their significant others through friends. So even if you just focus on expanding your friend group and through that you can meet potential partners, but just focus on expanding your friend group and just getting out from behind your computer to do that, to actually going to meetup events or hosting something in your house, doing something to shift things up a little bit and make yourself feel alive. Because I started, you know, when I started in my business, actually talking to people and showing up to this meetup group and doing these informational, these research, um, market research interviews, that's when I not only started making money in my, or I should I don't know what real money is, but more I should say more consistent money. That's when I started making more consistent money. But I also began to feel a lot more confident because I was really owning my space. And so I think that if you can do the same thing in dating and just start owning your space, like you're not going to hide behind a computer or your app while you're on your PJs. Like, yeah, still do that sometimes, but have some limits around it and spend some time actually getting out there. And I'm saying that as an... Okay, the fourth parallel between dating and finding love and having a successful business and career is trust. You might also call it faith depending on your spiritual and religious practice, but I like to call it trust and really just trusting the process. Now, I don't remember where I first heard this, but I heard the phrase one time that men are like buses. There's always another one coming. And I don't say that to degrade men because we're not into male bashing here or into emasculating men. Men are humans, all that kind of stuff. But a lot of times, and this kind of goes back to my first point of chasing the wrong men or chasing the wrong clients, like chasing a relationship that's just not really going to fit with your values or lifestyle or chasing someone who's not really that into you. And a lot of times, because we don't really trust, we don't really trust ourselves, we don't really trust the universe or God, or we have a scarcity mindset, so we don't trust that there's enough, we can often find ourselves chasing someone who's not really 
that into you, right? And and I, I've done that a lot. You can listen to my episodes on how I found love, episodes 81 through 86. I have lots of good stories of how I was trusting or chasing, I should say, not trusting, but chasing the wrong, the wrong guy for um, a lot of my dating career. And it's, um, it's degrading to do that. And it's outsourcing your confidence and it's outsourcing your worthiness and it's outsourcing your lovability. And if you keep chasing people who just really aren't that into you for whatever reason, and and it's never because of you, it's always going to be something because of, because their own stuff, like it's never, it's never because of you or because you're not good enough or because you're not pretty enough or skinny enough or whatever the enough is. It's never because of you. And, and the, the quicker you can begin to own that fact and trust that, then the easier it gets. And the same thing goes for clients. If I would get a client that said no, and especially early early on when I didn't have the clout, when I didn't have a lot of the testimonials or the case studies or really even just the skill to share my value as a coach with, um, with potential clients, I would get a lot of no's, a lot more no's than I get now. And I would used to take it really personally, like, oh my God, I'm such a failure. I suck at life. What's wrong with me? I mean, very similar to how I felt when I was rejected by men that I was chasing back in my dating career. And once I got to the point where I just felt really confident in myself as a human, confident in myself as a coach, then if someone doesn't want to work with me, it's, it's fine. Like it's their stuff. It has nothing to do with me because I know I can deliver. I've had lots of clients who've gotten married, engaged in long-term healthy, happy relationships or out of unhealthy relationships. And it was like a 20, 30 year pattern. Like I've, I've had many clients get from wherever their point A was to whatever their point B was going to be. So I don't have that issue around, oh my God, am I good enough um, anymore? But it was, Yes, evidence helped and having just past client success stories helped that to happen. But it was also just a decision I made. It was a decision that like, oh, yeah, I am a good coach. I do know what I'm doing. I can help people. I've already helped people in the tribe have life changing results. And that's only been going on for a few months. And some people are less than a month in and they're already having life changing results. Like I'm good. Like I'm like, I'm fine. Like my confidence is here. I'm not going to get my confidence by how many clients I get or how many clients I sign on with. And not only does that really help with just my mental sanity in terms of running a business, but it also really helps me to to really own my space and to really show up confidently. And when you show up confidently, people are attracted to that. And that is true whether or not we're talking about getting clients or looking for a partner. If you really own who you are and you're not looking for someone to validate you or to give you that confidence or lovability that you need, that is damn sexy. And in the context of a relationship, someone's going to be interested in you. And in the context of business, someone's going to be interested in hiring you because you know what? They want to feel like that too. And so the more you can just trust that, you know what, if this client didn't work out or if this relationship didn't work out, it's just like a damn bus and there's another one coming. And there's, this is a short point. I just can't emphasize this enough. The sooner you can get to this state and yes, it does take some emotional and spiritual decluttering and spiritual and emotional work. But at the end of the day, it's just a decision you have to make that there's another one coming. There's another bus coming. 
All right. Okay. So let's go on to the fifth parallel between dating and finding love and running a soulful, successful business. And that is just really being a sovereign. Now, yes, I might have included this point or at least language at this point this way because all right, I'm still coming off the high of Harry and Meghan's wedding. Um, This is just me being pistachio because I'm going to talk about my obsession with the royal family. And yes, I got up at 3.30 a.m. to watch the royal wedding. Yes, we had some British cocktails to enjoy while we were watching the royal wedding. And yes, we also had some British treats, some lemon elderflower scones. And yes, uh, no shame. And I don't care whether or not you like the royal family or we're all into the hoo-ha around the, the wedding. The point is, is that this is just me being pistachio. And some people are going to be like, oh, God, this girl needs to get a life and turn off my podcast. And some people are gonna be like, okay, like maybe I'm not into the royal family, but that's cool. I could, that's, that sounds fun. Or some people are gonna be like, oh my God, I did that too. I got up at 3.30 in the morning also, blah, 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 and watch the wedding. And so this is what being pistachio does. Okay. So being, going back to my fifth point, being a sovereign. And I think really this just sums up all the other points that I've mentioned in this episode. And being a sovereign is just really owning your space. And we can even look at Queen Elizabeth. Queen Elizabeth gives zero fucks, right? She just shows up and she owns it. She takes her role as a sovereign very seriously. And she shows up in like neon green or bright yellow. She wore neon green to the wedding. She wore bright yellow to Will and Kate's wedding. Um, she just always wears really bright colors. She doesn't allow garlic at the Buckingham Palace because, I don't know, I guess a princess's breath shouldn't smell like garlic. She um, says no to wedges. Women have to like wear flats or heels. And, you know, she just, she just, and I'm not saying we're all going to be Queen Elizabeth and we all have to like have all these weird or crazy rules, but the fact she just owns it, like she doesn't care. Like this is, this is who she is and this is her role. Now I get she's the queen of England. So that's a very different role than just like owning your own space. But I think we can still draw a lot of parallels and learn a lot of lessons and embody a lot of what she presents of just really owning it, right? Like just owning who you are, even going back to my last point of trusting like who you are and that there is enough and you don't have to have the scarcity mindset in terms of like if you're enough or if there are enough men or if is there enough time or whatever it is, you can just own your confidence, own your lovability, own who you are. And again, like that confidence is what's going to attract clients to you because they're going to they're going to be like, I want to feel like that. Or they're going to attract, it's going to attract potential partners to you because they want to feel like that and they want to be around people like that. They don't want to be responsible for someone else's emotions, especially when it's emotions du jour. And so just be a sovereign, own your space, own your pistachio-ness, own your enoughness, own your worth, own that you trust the universe, even if it's not working out the way you thought it was going to work out or even the way you wanted it to work out. You're still going to show up every day and you're just going to be in your space and really be the leader. Say what you want, say what you don't want and have discernment. Start chasing what you want and rather than chasing what you what you don't want and be a sovereign in terms of getting out from behind your computer and lifting your eyes up from your phone when you're at line at Starbucks or in the grocery store or saying hi to someone or going to a meetup group or starting your own damn group if there's not a group that you like. But be a sovereign. And and this goes for all areas of your life, career, business, relationships, dating, health, home life, 
family, everything, just show up and be a sovereign. And for me, when I was, you know, I was telling you about when I got out from behind my computer and really led those meetup groups and did the, um, and did the informational interviews, I was showing up and I was really, and that, or that really helped me to show up and really be the sovereign because people don't want to hire people that are kind of wishy-washy. I'm like, well, you know, this is like how I work. And, um, well, yeah, I can give you a discount or, I mean, yeah, we can do that mini sessions if you'd rather. No, like whatever, like whatever your package is, whatever your price is or whatever it is you want in a relationship, or if you want a text or you don't want text, you want phone calls, you don't want phone calls, you want to meet up once a week or twice a week, whatever it is, own it, own it, own it, own it. And I don't think there's anything else I can say. I'm beating a dead horse, but I just cannot emphasize this enough. Okay. So to recap the five parallels between finding love and dating and having a soulful, successful business are stop chasing the wrong clients slash wrong men, start being pistachio rather than vanilla, get out from behind your computer, trust that there's always another bus coming and be the sovereign in your own space. All right. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Next week, we've got a new coaching client coming onto the show. So I can't wait to share that with you. And just a reminder that this podcast episode is sponsored by the Love Action Tribe, which is my monthly membership community for like-minded women who are looking for a growth-oriented community and to take small, consistent action steps towards finding love. So to learn more and to join us and to get coaching and direct access to me, head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash tribe, and I will talk to you all next week. Thanks for listening to the Love Life Connection podcast. Find the show notes to this episode and all episodes at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. You can also grab bonus downloads and more resources to help you find love at veronicagrant.com. That's also the place you can learn more about my private love and relationship coaching and group coaching programs. And if you love this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you took a moment to leave a rating or review in iTunes. It helps me to build this amazing community and help more amazing women like yourself find real love. And until next time, remember this, wherever you are is exactly where you need to be. You aren't broken. You don't need to be fixed. And even if you've never had the relationship you want before, it doesn't mean you can't have it now. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.